0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This week, we're going to be analyzing the Home versus Vieira card. I'm joined by my co-host, as always. Ozzy, what's up this week, my man? Busy week this week. You know, late recording. Just, you know, a bunch of life
1: stuff going on this week. Hot off an of awful card last week. Straight on to the worst fight. You know, people say it every week, but this week, unequivocally, like undeniably, worst fight card. But I'm going to hopefully have some good analysis, a few good picks in here but, I mean, some of these fights in here, you know Mick maynard and sean shelby they're they're taking Memorial Day early, bro. I don't even think they're gonna be in the building you know this weekend like they're they're definitely on vacation, but you know this is what they they give me to work with so let's let's see what we could cook
0: up. I completely agree i mean i i I would take the bet on them not being in the building, Dana probably won't be there. Ah, uh, this is a quota main event. Uh, we say it on this podcast often. Four women's main events a year—it's a quota, and uh, you know this is the second one they had Lemos versus Andraj. But um, we'll try to you know make it interesting. Talk about some betting lines. I guess there are some still bets to be Chase had. Hooper's
1: um, fighting. You know, I love me some Chase Hooper. He's fighting, so they, they they're they keeping me entertained. Um, they're sprinkling it in and around.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a low level shit card, but it'll still be fun. <laughs> um, but uh. Last week, um, decent card for the Martian. I got to say it was a five-unit win. Um, You know, Kaitlin Chukagian, uh, just flawless performance. Um, Really loved watching that one unfold. Um, Some terrible bets on Frank Camacho and, um, you know, our girl Andrea Lee had a tough one. Uh, but uh, the big dog, Petroski, came through. So, I, you know, I, I had a good card. I enjoyed it. Nascimento, uh, last one, I'll, I'll say it was good. Um, we were proven wrong on Tyra. That dude's legit and had a really fun debut. So last week's card was pretty fun. Um, what about you, Ozzy?
1: Yeah, not, not not the best for me. I mean, you know, I, I, ha- I had um, my girl, uh, Reboss. You know, I, I was just laughing all week when people were telling me that, uh, you know, Chukagian would be too big for her, which was the stupidest, like, angle. Of all time. Like, I mean, if people would have just told me, hey, Caitlin Chukagan is going to want to split decision. Like, yo, that's it. That's all you got to say. But people are like, yo, she's going to be like eight inches tall, like half a foot taller than her, mm-hmm. all is fucking nonsense. I mean, you didn't even bet the decision line. Like, you you were part of that, oh, uh, Kagan's going to get a knockout, you know, bot crowd, which was ridiculous. No, like, no, no. Caitlin Chukagan knockout should be like, eight percent like plus twelve twelve hundred every fight card i made fun, of, I made fun of
0: the knockout price last week bro okay you should have got a major major clv um that's two major. and two and oh on the year betting and she fought on the yeah. first card of the year and i love i love the woman i really do um so she gets it done she gets it done on the scorecards for sure um you know andrea lee i feel like that
1: was a like the the the, the fight that just broke mean just because i mean the, the how she started honestly if she like i said uh during like those twitters if she d- defended one takedown any takedown at any point she would have won but instead she throws that like crescent kick you know in the third round and you know a round that she could have won but you know i was right on on a uh, rackage being an absolute fraud um you know that pulled po- po- posed uh to be right you know his body also is a fraud you know it, it's it's all aesthetic um, but, you know, the one that hurt the most is Ian, you know, uh, Ian Kudalaba letting me down with like, I don't even know what that fight was, bro. Like he just kept taking his suit down and like get pushed off and that was terrible. So, you know, losing week six, 6.6, you know, down the drain there, you know, but, but mainly it was like not being bigger on uh, Jan and Nascimento, who I definitely felt good about plays and you know having faith in camacho andrea lee and you know kudalaba but i mean we move on it is what it is um i just wish that i would have been more bigger on Yan because that was definitely like a, a really dumb line
0: yeah and both our uh best bet parlays go down in flames you know uh both lost pretty terribly um so uh also a little bit of lag on on your end there audio uh ozzy uh i don't think that counts Oops. as a full audio issue though so i know our boy Aaron uh, yeah. show has been looking for one uh shout out to everyone and all of our friends who are listening but let's get into these fights uh Please. 11 fight card first fight women's Strawweight division got Elise Reed minus 151, Sam Hughes plus 131. Uh, two babes right off the bat. Love both these women. Um, both one as an underdog earlier this year, getting right back in the mix. Um, and you know, I, I lean towards Elise Reed, and I think the line is pretty appropriate. If there's any value, I would say it's on Reed. Just think she's the cleaner striker. She showed me some decent takedown defense versus, um, Corey McKenna, that complete fraud, minus 350, she closed in that fight. And the, the hometown judges couldn't even give it to McKenna there. So least Reed won that fight like a badass. It's Memorial Day weekend, too. Big narrative going into this fight. Reed is a veteran. And uh, it's Memorial Day weekend right next weekend. So she's got the the USA uh, red, white, and blue pumping through her veins. And I think she'll win the fight um, by decision. I think the goes to distance is... Still short, minus 325. Why, Ozzy, why shouldn't the, the goes to distance be minus 900 here?
1: I mean, I'm not sure, but, you know, I definitely would put that in a part. If people want to do some parlays, you know, you want to get that at like minus 310. You know, some 75% I think is that's like right around fair because, I mean, at least Reed probably can't finish Sam Hughes with punches and Sam Hughes only shot as a submission. So, you know, that that's uh, what I would uh, lean towards.
0: And I'm all I'm all done too. Um, so you can Perfect. just go ahead right and jump in your pick.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm. This is an interesting fight in the sense that I mean, I think these girls are pretty pretty evenly matched overall. You know, I think Elise Reed, you know, she got destroyed by Sarge, but she didn't really back down in any you know any sense in that fight. In that Corey McKenna fight, I thought she looked pretty good. I mean, in the, in the moments that it was on the feet, she showed a really good lead right hand. I mean, Sam Hughes, all she does is, like, she's terrible on the feet, but she's, like, she, like, crowds you. You know, she, like, blitzes in and, you know, tr- just tries to take away space to make you uncomfortable. But at least Reed has a little bit of that karate background, too, so she could like, move in and out. She's she's uh, comfortable circling, you know, much more than, like, Nunez was. And I think her cardio is pretty good, actually. You know, I think she won that third round against McKenna, if I'm not mistaken I don't remember the scoring of it exactly but I thought she kept her cardio pretty well but I don't think that she's that good on bottom and is gonna be that uh you know will be getting up potentially so I definitely see the the path for Hughes to win and I actually would lean towards like the best bet on this fight like just lines available would be actually Hughes by decision like the fact that that's like plus 230 and uh Reed is you know even money. I would lean towards Hughes cause just because I think, like, she's going to have some grappling success probably at some point. Like, she'll probably get um, Reed against the fence. Like, that Reed fight against McKenna was in London, so it was in that uh, bigger cage. So I think uh, Hughes probably does get her back, backed up at some point. Maybe lands a takedown and tries to hold her down. But she's not that good of a grappler either. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's not a great fight. But I think at 2-1, to one, over 2-1, to one, Reed uh, – Used by decision, not a bad look.
0: Um, yeah, I agree with most of that. So um uh, enough said about that one. Um next fight, one of your most anticipated 145 oh, yeah. Chase Super taking oh, yeah. on Felipe Calaris, Calaris favorite here, minus 185, Hooper plus 160. So uh you got any faith in your boy here? Of course, man. The dream is back. You know, I mean this guy, how many UFC? This will
1: be his uh fourth UFC fight, I guess, right? Um, You know, choked out uh, Daniel Tamer. I I was trying to help people uh, for that fight, and, you know, they were, like, steadfast. And I guess they might have mixed up the Tamers, um, but that dude got choked the fuck out. Pete Barrett, I mean, that was a hilarious fight, but Hooper pulled that shit out. Um, And then, you know, this guy goes against, like, a 20 uh, or maybe, like, a 30-fight vet in Steve Peterson. Maybe, like, just short of 30 fights um, in, like, his, like, 11th pro fight. Um, You know, Peterson couldn't even make weight. He never makes weight. So he's like a lightweight. So he's fighting up a weight class, basically. But I mean, Hooper showed you what Hooper does, man. He's like a, a slinky ass dude, right? Like he's like his limbs are all over the fucking place. Um, and you know, uh, he, he kind of tries to utilize his grappling in like some creative ways, right? Like he'll like pull guard and like come up on that, like single leg with like the, the leg trapped and, you know, try to take you down there and, you know, use his grappling like that. And he, he just does what he can, but he never quits. He's got good cardio. I think his striking actually, I mean, it'll look good in that fight, but he threw a few good punches in there. He was throwing a jab cross there which is an improvement as funny as that is as that is uh sounding and coloris man this guy i mean this guy sucks he's terrible like i mean even in that um pollard like you just watch any his fights man like real easy to hit him i mean i think hooper could kick this guy in the head pretty easily probably and i mean you know he fought a lightweight last time you know coloris is a bantam weight and i feel like Hooper's going to be able to have some grappling success like yeah coloris is a black belt But, I mean, he'll go into, like, these scrambly grappling, you know, situations where maybe he'll be um, adamant on staying on top. But Hooper's a tricky grappler, man. Like, I've always been interested in, like, the stuff that he goes for and, like, you know, the techniques that he gravitates towards. And this line's only getting bigger. And, I mean, both of them had awful last fights. Like, was that – I think it was a split decision for Felipe in his last fight or whatever. Right? Somehow. But, I mean, he didn't look good in that fight. And, like, Gutierrez was just, like, letting him hang around. Like, that fight shouldn't have been close. And, you know, if Calares, Calares can't just, like, keep it on the feet. Like, he's not going to do that. So, they're going to grapple. And I think Hooper could come out on top of some of these grappling situations. So, I mean, plus 160 for Hooper. I mean, they're trying to set this guy up for a win, man. Like, for sure. Like, you think Calares is trying to get a one for, I mean, I don't know. But I'm going to lean towards Hooper for sure. I think I'm going to bet him real small here. Just because I think that he could uh, potentially control this guy. He's got good cardio. He's shown that he's tough as fuck. Like, Kolaris KO. Like, Kolaris is not finishing Hooper. I'm pretty confident in that. So, you know, I think I'm just gonna fade Kolaris and take Hooper and, and hope for some improvements from Hooper.
0: Yeah, I agree with one of that last thing she said. I don't think that Kolarish is going to be able to finish him. Um, like you said, Hooper uh, is somehow pretty durable. He can take a beating and keep fighting. Uh, so I really don't think Kolarish is going to matter. They're certainly not by TKO. I think it'll have to be by submission. But didn't Moicano, did not Moicano finish Hooper uh, on that uh, cage? No, no, they
1: went to, I think they went to decision, but...
0: Yeah, I, I, thought, I think so too. It was only like six minutes, eight minutes. But I mean, I think if you can, you know, hang around in the jujitsu match against Moicano, I don't think that Kolarish is going to be submitting him either. Um, but I do have to doubt some of the improvements that, that Hooper is going to make because if I were his coach and trying to improve this guy, I wouldn't say focus on my striking too much. I think his main problem is his wrestling. He has good jujitsu, but he really struggles uh, getting the fight to the floor and he needs to really develop some like wrestling strength to get these fights to the floor because i mean even a uh, peter barrett was was tough and takedowns for the, the majority of that fight before eventually getting ankle locked um and, you know, versus Peterson, you saw him just shoot a takedown, but you just saw that Peterson has just grown man strength while Hooper, you know, still look like a kid out there in some ways. And then Hooper pulled guard, and he didn't do much off the bottom. I mean, that was a really bad fight from Hooper. That was his last fight. So I hope the guys made some improvements over these 11 months. But, you know, going to Wonder Boys camp, I don't think that's a good move. You know, I think he needs some real fundamental offense on the feet, and then he needs to learn how to wrestle a bit better. So... Uh, the only bet I'm interested in this fight is really the goes the distance. Minus 135, 136, 145. I mean, I think that's that's generous, right? I mean, Ozzy, what about you? Uh, I'd be interested to hear Bro, your ho- thoughts on Hooper's this. Hooper's going to fucking that's... smash this
1: guy. What are you talking about? Like, he's 4 he, – no, I don't never understand. Smashed. I don't understand people, though, because, like, if the if I just told you, hey, man, this one kid, he's, like, 5 inches taller. He's got, like, 6 inches of reach. He's, like, 8, eight years – 7 years younger, however much younger he is. Um, he's got <laughs> – He's got a, a positive uh, strike differential, whatever. You know, he looks the like other Pete guy Davidson. The other guy's <laughs> never finished a guy in the UFC. He doesn't get takedowns. People and 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 and, and the other kid, I'm telling you, is plus one sixty. They'd be like hammer, 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 hammer.
0: Aww. so you he, forgot yeah, that he, he had, would. like I said, the body, the body of Pete Davidson. You forgot oh, about that. He's got the Ben Ask. pulls I mean, guard
1: himself. Felipe Colares pulls guard himself. But Calares. Calares
0: is a grown man. Our, uh, the only a reason man. that
1: Sanders fight was even close is because Sanders gas, like he was drubbing this dude for like seven. That minutes. is true. He was killing true. him.
0: Like Kolaris got fucked up in that round. He one. was
1: destroying him. Like it was not even fair. And it was like a but short notice Kolaris, fight.
0: Kolaris, yeah. you got to admit, it was a bit impressive how he uh, did come back and uh, no, essentially bro, finished he, him with ground up nah, and, really, and bro, around. That too. was
1: not impressive, dude. Come on.
0: Well, Yo, uh, Kolaris got
1: outstruck in that fight by forty strikes, dude. This guy's not a good fighter, bro. If there's anybody on the roster that Chase Cooper could beat is this guy. And he's an underdog. Like, Felipe Collares has to be rated like one of the worst fighters at 135 or 145. So, Hooper plus 160 against him. Let's go. Let's get it.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean I do I do, I do get me. that sentiment behind the Hooper bet Give because Colaris doesn't really see Colaris doesn't really seem capable of covering uh sixty five percent. But my pick is still Colaris. Goes knock the distance. I'm This guy out, man.
1: Pick. Come on. He's never finished nope, he doesn't no finish way. anybody. Doesn't finish. No, anybody.
0: that's why I'm betting goes the distance. It's oh, good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um,
1: you should put on Hooper on top of that
0: um yeah hooper decisions plus 450 you should get involved in that um next fight uh bantam weight i believe yep uh interesting fight here martinez morales martinez minus 230 morales plus 195 Um so right off the bat i just think this line is wide right this is going to be a striking fight neither of these guys really grapple morales is really the only guy who grapples um so I, and i don't really see him taking martinez down here so i feel like it's just destined to be a, a kickboxing fight neither guy is like a crazy high tempo neither guy is a super high volume obviously morales uh, has that r- huge susceptibility to leg kicks but this is a south ball he's fighting here in martinez he really struggles with the orthodox versus orthodox calf kickers and stuff like that so I think he'll be fine against Martinez. Uh, Martinez is still, you know, a nasty southpaw, but the dude does get dropped at times. He's been hurt by Grant. Perez dropped him. He's been hurt a lot of times throughout his career. Um, and, and Morales has power in his hands. You know, uh, here's a great comparison, guys. Uh, Davy Grant uh, took to the second round to knock out Martinez. Well, uh, or wait, excuse me. This um, Davy Grant uh, dropped Martinez. In the second round, right? Morales just knocked out Smoker in the first round, and it took Davy Grant to the third round. So theoretically, you know, we're we're doing some math here, but Morales has to hit like that. Shit don't make no sense. No, no, it makes Davey perfect Grant was
1: sense. Destroying him in the first round. It makes perfect. Shit don't make no sense.
0: Wait, wait, who? Uh, oh yeah, that's true. He was, he was, um, Smoka, but still, Morales knocked him out cold in round one, essentially. Um, so. I feel like Morales is just a good underdog, right? We like betting on this guy as an underdog. He's come through as a dog in his past two fights, right? Um, And I think he's another good underdog here. Uh, Martinez struggled against Alejandro Perez, made that fight way harder, closer than it had to be. So I like Morales here. He's probably the money line bet I feel the best about. uh, And I'll be going on him for a unit, uh, maybe even a little more if this price keeps uh, climbing.
1: Yeah, I'll take Morales small as well. Um, but I'm more interested in just say in the distance. Like you know, Martinez, he he fights at like a tepid pace. Like you know, he he kind of like waits to get reads on you and then tries to like throw that knee up the middle. Like more timing strikes because he doesn't really have one punch power. Um, and and he but he's experiencing like the you know going going the distance and you know point, not point fighting but just you know having more activity to win win decisions. And you know Morales, like I said uh, before his uh, fight against Draco. When he was coming in, man, I, I don't know what season of uh, contender he was on, if it was first or second, but I thought he was a pretty good prospect coming in against that Pilardi, against Pilarde. He was fucking up Pilarde until he got finished there. And I mean, I, I still think he's very, very solid. Like, he's very well-rounded. He's got wrestling. His jiu-jitsu isn't the worst. Decent cardio. Good chin. Hasn't really been, you know, finished or, or, or rocked all that much. You know, only the leg kicks knocked him out. He's got power, right? And, um and his shot selection is not is is not that bad so i can see his fight being in the clinch a little bit like morales trying to close the distance get um you know push martinez back you know avoid those kicks maybe a little bit um and the the price is climbing so you know I, i'm not going to have a big investment on uh, morales but i think i'll take some morales money line decision and uh, and just to fight to go the distance or the over, whichever one, you know, people prefer. Um, Just because, you know, Morales got a chin on him. And, you know, I think he's really the guy that would be getting a knockout here, um, potentially on on Martinez. But I think Martinez, after getting clocked, like he's much more – Defensively responsible. So, and he'll, he knows that Morales is coming off a knockout win. So, you know, I, I'll go Morales and uh, goes distance in that fight. in this yes, yeah, some
0: props for this fight. Uh, Morales decisions at plus 400. And then they also have Morales no scorecards at plus money. Like you were just saying, I think that, uh... Martinez isn't going to knock this guy out. He kind of does have that point-fighting style. And I think uh, a finish is is definitely on Morales' side. I, I think you'd say the same, Ozzy. So maybe look into those um, extra props there. Um, but that's a pretty fun fight for this card. Next fight's not bad as well. Lightweight division. Uh, Omar Morales taking on Eurus Medich. Uh, we got... Uh, Morales at minus minus one thirty five, Medic plus one fifteen. Ozzy, I think you're interested in this fight. So you can go ahead and start this one off.
1: Pretty interesting fight here. I mean, I I'm, I'm pretty interested in the fact that like, um, what's his name? Um, Medich trains at black or Who is was the team? What's the name of the team? The Cordero MMA team. Master? I always forget no. their name. Oh, uh, King, no black house Kings, Kings. There it is. Kings. So, yeah. So, um, um, uh, Morales fought Giga, you know, um, and now I think they might be looking to get Medic on the board and picking out Morales uh, for a fight. You know, I mean Medich didn't. I mean he looked kind of bad. I watched that Jalen Turner fight like two more times. But I mean Turner's a welterweight. Uh, Morales is a former featherweight. You know Medich is gonna have the. Uh, he's not gonna have the reach advantage, but he's gonna have like the length advantage. I think with the kicks. Um, and I think this could like just evolve into like a slower fight. So you know people really kind of are like leaning towards that. Um under which you know i don't really subscribe to all that much like morales his ko's like he's got one ko that's not from light kicks and then he's actually got a bunch of like submission wins which is funny but i mean i just don't think this guy's very good you know i was big on um jonathan pierce against him uh and and obviously that uh that 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 went really well for me um you know i don't think medic has that much to a grappling game but i just feel like he could potentially get you know bully omar in the clinch a little bit keep him at range maybe with some kicks i mean i'm not gonna bet this money line on either side you know i don't think you know but i could see both sides of it but i mean honestly on an info information basis like you can't really bet on medic but you know i just don't think that omar morales is like a ufc level guy like he's just really tough but i don't think he's actually going to be hurting uh medic like turner was so i think i would lean towards just picking Medich, you know, as an underdog here, but no bet for me overall. I just think that both guys have big flaws, but they can't really expose it on either side. So that's How I feel about it, yeah. Him.
0: I mean, really accurate read there. I agree with the, all that. Uh, I think Morales is UFC level. Um, I think his win against uh Benitez was a good win to me. I think that's probably the best moment either guy's had. And I feel like just Morales being uh, able to put together a 15 minute performance and win a couple of UFC fights so far, I think he, what does he have three uh, decision wins on uh, the UFC? I, I just feel like I value that yep. a little bit more in this fight. Um, so you know, Medich, you know, this guy could be an, a dangerous guy in round one. I mean, he definitely is, uh, has some nice offensive southpaw striking, but we just don't know a lot about this guy's cardio. We know that his grappling doesn't look good. Uh, we don't know what his round winning abilities like. So I think Morales being a slight favorite is, uh, is right. And I feel like Medich has a lot more to prove. So he's the rightful dog, but not a fight I'm interested in really betting, but, uh, also not a bad fight that I'm interested in seeing play out. But Talking about great fights. Next fight, you know, greatest fight on the card by a long margin. Uh, Heavyweight division, we got Jalton Almeida going up in weight. Taking on the legend, Parker Porter. um, You know, everybody's favorite fighter. Almeida, though, is the minus 600 favorite. Parker Porter, plus 450 on the underdog side and i gotta admit i hate the fight for parker porter you know the guy's got some momentum he's beating uh like you know other heavyweights and you give him this guy this fucking like uh Kabi or uh, excuse me comzat 205er uh is what i'm comparing him to because this guy to me looks like a pretty dangerous grappler and i know he's only had a couple of a couple of fights where he's gotten to show that but i think that it's the same with Kamzat really is where he's showed this incredible grappling and people questioned the opponents that it was, it was against. But I think that the scale this guy showed is replicable against a lot of two hundred five and even heavyweight guys. So it's really just a matter of his porker size going to be too much to handle for Almeida. And I don't think it is. And I think that, you know, that the chances of Almeida getting a takedown in round one here are just so high. And then um, obviously Porker's going to be 30 pounds heavier, but uh, that could be a detriment to him if he gets stuck on bottom here. Almeida to, could just unload with some ground and pound like he did against Marks. The referee could jump in if Porter's in a bad spot in mount for, you know, 30 seconds eating ground and pound. I just see it being like a, a quick TKO for, for Almeida here. Um, and I, I hate to pick against my boy uh, Porter. I hate not to have faith in him, but I feel like he's just going to be in for a bad round one here. Um, and maybe he can live bet and come back and win the fight later. But um I think he'll probably be uh, TKO'd around one. So Almeida by TKO, at three to one, I think that's good odds.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think leaning towards the TKO is good. But, you know, I don't really know about this fight. I'm kind of not very sure about it. I mean, I actually think, like, you know, this dude Almeida on the feet might be more trouble for Parker um, because, like, the speed that he might bring, you know, uh, to to him. And, you know, like, the takedown, yeah, it could be there. But I'm always skeptical, like, when a guy's, like, so much bigger um, or, you yeah, when the guy's so much bigger, like, how easy it is going to be to actually, like, take him down. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, yeah, I just think it could potentially be be difficult for him uh, to to get, like, easy takedowns. And, you know, I don't know how, how accepting Porter will be. I don't know. I feel like this, like, how can you be sure about this fight that much? I mean, I'm very sure that I don't want to pay 6-1 to fade in Parker Porter here just because, you know, he's going to be 30, 40 pounds heavier than this guy. And, I mean, Almeida looks very strong. But, like, I don't know what takedowns he, like, kind of goes for mostly in in saying that. I mean, like, you know, I don't really want him to have to go for multiple takedowns against Porter. Like, that that could definitely tax you pretty quickly. But, you know, I would assume that he looks, like, to get him... I don't know. That's the thing. Like, is he going to push him against the fence and, like, get a single leg or, like, a a leg attack? You know, and then take him down? Or is he really going to look for, like, a clinch takedown? Which I think he got on the Russian, you know, after he got back up. So... You know, I don't really know about the fight. I was kind of, like, wanting to bet Parker Porter a little bit um, just to find out. Like, you know, have a 5-to-1 ticket on on a, on a dude that's massive. But I'm just in the hope that he could survive maybe that first round. You know, may, maybe make that fight a little bit tough for him. And then, you know, if you could get, like, some plus money still, you know, even if the fight's, like, kind of close, you know, um, maybe get involved a bit. Um, but I'm, I'm actually interested in watching this fight happen because I'd be curious to see more light heavyweights fight heavyweights like just make that shit one big division overall instead of like john jones having to take fucking four years or whatever it takes to go up to heavyweight fucking fraud um but uh but yeah i'm very intrigued by this fight I, it should be on the main card it's kind of ridiculous it's not but you know it is what it
0: is. i like the john jones standard. but i'll
1: go with I made it by ko i think that's a good uh, made up by KO at
0: the yeah true. I mean it's it's at three to one when sub is at plus 110 I just feel like Porter you know that he's got that you know that big neck it's gonna he's not gonna want to give up that neck for a choke I feel like he's much more likely to just eat ground and pound and get stopped that way and like you said on the feet
1: or like I said get knocked yeah. out on the feet yeah he could get knocked out on the feet
0: Porter sure. KO is 11 to one I mean it's heavyweight MMA after all and pretty much any knockout when it's over 10 to one
1: 11 to one is a big number because if he gets trapped under Porter man I don't know that you know. Alan Bedole got saved; his life got saved by that bell. But um, I'm interested in this fight, though. Uh,
0: uh, next fight, it. a fight that we're not interested in. Nobody's interested in this fight. Um, middleweight division: Joseph Holmes taking on Alan Amadorski. Holmes minus two hundred and ten. Amadorski plus one hundred and eighty. Man, who cares about this fight? Uh, we'll keep this one short and sweet. Oz, you want to start this one?
1: Yeah, horrible fight. I mean, I, I, I didn't. I, they, they're popping up with these guys like alan amandowski hasn't fought for like two years. oh no i guess he fought this uh, no almost three i don't years. know how long when his last fight was but did, didn't he fight he didn't get to fight who no. oh no he was supposed he to fight who. Yeah, yeah yeah we got robbed of that one yeah, yeah yeah but yeah like where is this guy popping up from but you know holmes i mean he just got held against the fence in that last fight like he didn't look very um like, he wanted to win that fight outside of the first round. Like, I, I think he, he he saw he couldn't get pick it out of there and kind of folded up the tent and, you know, w- wasn't able to produce much in those later rounds either. I mean, the same thing could potentially happen here because I think he definitely wants the fights on the ground. Like, yeah, on the feet, maybe he's got some tools. But, I mean, this guy, I don't think he hits hard. I don't think he's that liable to knock out Amadovsky. So, I think he needs a takedown. And, I mean, this guy doesn't have any wrestling, like, leg attack-wise. He's going to have to get the clinch, get double underhooks, drag this guy to the ground. So, you know, good luck to him if that's, like, how he's going to approach it and, you know, how he needs to win the fight. But I'm not really interested in paying two-to-one on it. I mean, if someone is, like, I don't really blame him because Am- Amidowski, obviously, you don't know anything about him overall. But, you know, over maybe he's good. But, I mean, just avoid this fight. Like, the bathroom break fight, like, for sure, um, before um, the Ricci fight and uh and just move on with your day like there's no way that i could give you any real real uh actual opinions on this
0: one yeah i mean holmes is so weird i mean he's a big like sort of athletic guy but he doesn't fight like he's athletic and then like you said he goes for like these upper body takedowns from the clinch it's just such a unique thing for a 185 er to do and then I don't think it's a good strategy. It's probably good enough to beat this Bum, bum Amadovsky. I mean, get knocked out by John Phillips just probably should put you on the no bet list forever. So I'd say don't get uh, fooled by the plus money. Even if this plus money, plus 180 wins, it's probably a good thing to pass on this fight long-term. Um, so uh, next fight is going to be first fight on the main card. Another middleweight division fight, Eric Anders taking on Junyon Park. Eric Anders is uh, the underdog here, plus 179 Junyon Park. Minus 209 on the comeback. Uh, Andrew's getting some action here, and I think rightfully so. I mean, I don't understand why he's uh this big of an underdog. I mean, he generally makes fights close. Uh, Junior and Park, uh, you know, I, I we like the guy, I mean, he's a fun fighter. Um, He, you know, he's a good boxer. He's got a nice, uh, one, two decent jab. He can wrestle a little bit. And, uh, you know, he has a win over Tafon Chuki, which actually looks, uh, to be aging sort of well over Tafon's past two fights. Um, so, I mean, Park's not bad, but I just don't really see him covering minus 200 here. I mean, uh. Anders isn't easy to take down. He, he has some uh, some power when he feels like throwing strikes. I mean, that's just the guy's problem. He, his output is just pretty abysmal. But, um, you know, I don't feel great about having money on Anders in general. But at the plus 180, 190 price tag, I mean, you can't really be too wrong with throwing a small bet on this. So I got a half unit bet on Anders. I forget what price. Plus 180 something. Um, so any interest in the dog here as well, Ozzy? um i mean not that much just because andrews
1: is just really slow at 185 like you know i think he would have more success at 205 but i think that tiago santos fight that was at 205 right that that shit that yeah. shit um took his soul away like that one was a bad one <laughs> um he was getting bludgeoned in that fight um but i kind of like this oh like the goes of distance in this one too just because i mean park like I mean, Park is kind of cool. Like, you know, he's jabbing outside. He's doing cool stuff, you know, the takedowns that he gets and stuff. And that's, like, the issue with Anders. I think, like, Park, he's just more technical of a grappler here. So I think he might be able to take Anders down. And then I'm just, like, kind of nervous that Anders might get finished. Um, so, you know, the 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 over money has been coming in as well. So I have to pivot towards the ghost distance and not lay, you know, too much more uh, juice on that. But yeah, range. I just think that you know Park is better. Like he's he's got a good jab. Um, like I said, Anders is very slow, very um, you know, very slow and 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 telegraph with like the left hand. But you know Park does hang out in the pocket sometimes. He kind of like darts in and out. So I could see like a big left hand landed from Anders. Um, and but I mean the dog the dog price is not bad. You know you're definitely having to pay for the certainty that you get from Park and. Anders does have some variance to him, but I just feel that Park's cardio and uh, speed and quickness is going to be able to win him this fight, so I'm only looking at the goes the distance, you know, Park by decision is a small plus money, you know, I am I might, that's not bad, you know, plus 125, 130, you know, I think that that's pretty fair, because I don't really, you know, Anders is pretty durable, um, and I think that Park's best chance is actually submitting him, so yeah, I, 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 I'll go with uh, Park though for uh, for the win for sure though.
0: Yeah, park decision. I mean, I'd say that's probably the most likely outcome. Would you say the price of one that one was? Plus one something? Plus 125, 125 plus
1: 130.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. I mean, I guess that is the most uh al- most likely outcome here, just on output and activity and everything. But uh, I feel like Andrews maybe be looking a little bit better in the Darren Stewart fights. Like maybe he's getting better, maybe, I don't know. Um, Next fight, fight. Yeah, one of those fights is at 205 as well. That's true. Um, next fight is an electric matchup here. Women's one fifteen. Uh, Tabitha Rishi. Uh, Baby Shark is the favorite here, minus one thirty six. Poliana Viana plus one sixteen. Does was Poliana have a, a nickname, Ozzy? What is? Uh, it's something I don't think in Portuguese. So. Something in Portuguese. Well, let's translate this. And uh, but you can start this one off and uh, give us your thoughts on this one. Sure. Yeah, I
1: mean this is kind of an interesting fight, an interesting matchup that they put together here. You know, Richie, she's only got like seven fights overall. You know, that second fight in the UFC was kind of, not a gimme, but against a girl who showed grappling, you know, Duffy grappling faults. Um, and I think here, you know, it's a matchup against a girl and, and, and Viana, who, she, I mean, she's not a great grappler in, in terms of like positionally and stuff, but like she'll keep her guard. She's good at a retaining guard. I don't think, I think it's going to be difficult to submit her, definitely. Like, I don't think that, that path is the, all the way there for Ricci. And, you know, Ricci's not, I'm not saying her black belt is Fugizi, but I mean, she kind of had a quick ascent like up, you know, the jujitsu ranks. Like, I didn't really hear about her all that much. Like, she did win like, uh, or take like second in worlds and, and, and Nogi and Gi as well. But I mean, when I'm watching her, like, I don't really think that her jujitsu is that li- like high level, um where she's like a big submission threat. And on the feet, she's pretty awkward. Um, like, she switches to southpaw. Like, she doesn't know what she's doing there. She just, like, you know, watches, like, boxing and, you know, probably. And I don't know. She She's not a good striker. Doesn't throw good hands. You know, Viana's much more aggressive, throws good kicks. But she's just so accepting of guard, um, which is not the best base for MMA. But after that um, uh, Hibas uh, decision, you would think, like, maybe if, uh, you know, just Viana gets taken down and just hits her with some elbows from on bottom, you know, maybe she could win the fight from on her back, like, uh, like, uh, Caitlin Chukagan did. You know, you land a few punches on the feet, you get held down for, you know, two two thirds of the fight or something like that, and you win the fight. So it's very, very live. Um, and, you know, I know some people that are on both sides of this overall. I'm leaning towards Viana, though. I think that she could probably keep this on the feet a little bit more than people think. You know, Richie kind of goes for like upper body takedowns that like she looks to grab the clinch. And, you know, she landed one single leg on, um, on, uh, the last girl, but I don't know how reliable she is to consistently go for those leg attacks. And as long as Viana's not like pulling guard, like she, she does like some framing, like she can stay on her feet a bit. You know, I think that she could actually, you know, win this fight pretty easily. Um, and I'm getting plus money on her underdog. You know, this is both of these girls have only fans overall as well. So, you can't fade one know. over the other, uh, too 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 heavily. Yeah, too heavily. But I'm going with the girl that's just more savage. Like, you know, Viana Viana's been out a year as well. Like, she got to get these bills paid for. Like, you know, I think she's got a daughter as well. Like, I got to go narratives here. So, you know, Viana she just hits harder. She throws like. Uh, strikes that are have way more intent on them and you know Richie clearly does not like getting hit so you know I'm fading the, you know she's only got seven fights in in here as well so even if she gets takedowns the point the whole point is even if she gets takedowns her ideal fight, she could still lose, and Viana can just win in way more ways. So I'll take the plus money on Viana.
0: Oh yeah, you're you're spot on here. I mean, uh, this is a fight I'm really interested in, and you know, probably the the greatest fight all week, honestly, right up there with Puerto and Almeida. But um, I mean. Rishi's Re- let's just take a, a quick look at her record she fought twice in 2013 and 14 took six years off then she beat a woman who was zero and zero then one and five two and three and that last woman she beat Oliveira 12 and four but that I'm telling you that woman was so bad the fact that Reese didn't finish her just embarrassing so the fact that uh again Rishi is uh inside the distance is the same as v- uh, Viana here is just completely wrong I mean Viana is so much more likely to finish inside the distance what what is the no score cards prop here it's uh it's minus 120 for viana i mean that's value too um uh, you know i love poliana viana how could you not this woman just keeps pulling off arm bars and a, a lot of people these days have been talking about scripted fights and i you know i'm not stealing anybody's gimmick here i do see what they're saying though in this being a possible one of those i mean rishi will take her down people rishi betters will think oh it's going great ideal scenario and then all of a sudden she'll be tapping to the quickest armor you've ever seen thrown up uh by uh the iron lady that's her name uh by the way i translated i think uh yeah the iron lady so uh, iron lady you
1: see she's durable bro she's not getting finished by this fucking chipmunk exactly you know, i mean
0: the, dude, like the no scorecards prop i mean i i just really discovered that just now um but like I mean, I think we got to invest in that. I'm interested in playing Viana money line small inside the distance as well, and uh, you know I just think that uh, Poliana's. I mean, even if this stays in the feet, that's ideal for Poliana. I think she's the the, the more. I- Uh, optimal striker um you know she's got some decent kicks uh decent you know Muay Thai offense in general and have we ever seen Rishi look good on the feet I don't really think so um and then even if Rishi gets her ideal fight like like Ozzy was saying I mean she's in constant danger of triangles arm bars all types of submissions that Poliana can throw up and um I think that uh Poliana is gonna submit her so Poliana sub Poliana inside the distance no scorecards money line will take it all um so uh it would suck if we're wrong on this one, you know. Uh, next week it would be pretty foolish to listen back to all this, but I'm pretty sure uh, this is a scripted fight, and I'm pretty sure the script says that uh, Viana uh, armbars her. So, you know, shout out to uh, shout out to the man out there, and uh, we're moving out uh, on to the next fight. Um, middleweight division. Uh, we got Chidi Njikawani taking on Dusko Todorovich. Uh, Chidi minus 250, Dusko plus 210. Chidi versus Dusko. This is an interesting fight, um, name wise. Uh, so we got, it really uh, is. yeah, so give us your thoughts on this. Uh, any thought? I mean, sure. right away, I'm only looking at the dog. Uh, I'll be interested in seeing if you're on the same wave, man.
1: You know, Chidi's a weird fighter, man, because like he has like a lot of potential. Like, you watch this guy, and you're like, man, this guy, you know. He, he, he's strong, you know, he's got good, uh, range striking and, you know, he, he's got the Muay Thai background as well. And then he stayed off a of bottom against that, um, whatever the Mario Souza, right? That, that contender series fight. But I mean, he's got some sketchy losses <laughs> in his past and, you know, he makes some bad decisions in there, but Dusko, man, I don't know, man, this dude, Dusko, the only reason he got on top of Maki was cause Maki pulled guillotine, like, you know, my issue with Dusko is like his is Dusko, right? I his name's Dusko, you know. Yeah, if, I don't, I'm not, I, I, I just don't think he's gonna get takedowns on Chitty, is the issue. And if he's not getting takedowns on Chitty, I think Chitty's gonna carve this motherfucker up on the feet because you know, he's leaning around like Chitty just has like way better pace. And you know, if 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 Chitty fought the same Dusko that uh Gregory did. I mean, this dude Dusko will still be asleep cuz he's like leaning away from punches and it's so easy to get this guy's patterns that I think a striker the level of a uh, Chitty is going to be able to find the button hit hit him with body strikes, you know, start bending him over, you know, you know, pause. But um, you know, maybe you know, start landing <laughs> some clinch clinch knees cuz Dusko's going to be looking to clinch here 100%. Uh he doesn't really have that great of a wrestling game, but if he does put Chitty on his back, you know, I do see the 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 angle there that people like dusko um and i can't you know knock a plus 200 plus 210 price tag but i'm not gonna be on it this week i think that chitty's gonna be able to start carving this guy up like i said you know and when he does get him in a clinch like i think he's gonna be too strong in the clinch gonna be hitting him with strikes and uh and you know dusko he'll he'll fold the like he'll stop not he'll fold up but he'll stop trying i think to, to get these takedowns like he his gas tank i don't think is that good um but his shin is decent but i don't think his gas tank is one that will allow him to keep pushing and pursuing takedowns on a guy like uh, uh chitty who's gonna make him pay so i'll pick chitty for the win here
0: yeah, I see a lot of what you're saying. I mean, on the feet at distance, I mean, Chidi probably will. That's a good way to, to put it, carve him up. Uh, Dusko is just so hittable, and his just head movement and reactions just don't seem to be there. Um, uh, But, I mean, this guy's chin is also really variable, right? Like, he got, you know, rocked by uh, Puna a lot. People thought uh, Dusko, or uh, not Dusko, our boy Robocop would have a chance to put him out. But uh, his chin actually looked really good there. He, he had a ton of shit from Robocop in that fight. And I don't think he was ever, like, really rocked, so... Um, um, this dude's chin is, you know, who the hell knows what's going on with it. But uh, Disco is not a traditionally good wrestler. I do agree with that. I don't think he's going to get easy takedowns here. But th- the thing with cheaty is I just feel like this guy could be uh, just like a a front runner. I mean, I mean, I think that's pretty fi- uh, fine to make that assumption at this point. But, uh, I mean, he did have that one win in round three on, uh, on the contender series, probably his best win of his career. But I just feel like past five, seven minutes, this guy's uh, going to, you know, go downhill a lot and a lot of steam is going to come off his shots. And then if he's on bottom, you know, I don't see him getting up. Getting up. He's that kickboxer type of guy. So uh, Disco could do bad things in round uh, two and three, but I feel like it's a live bet spot. You know, um, Chidi might come out and just knock him out like he did my boy yeah. MA. NAB, a real sad loss there. Ozzy tried to talk me down off this. Like, this this, this fucking guy was trying to talk to me all week saying, I, I don't think that NAB is the right path. And then, of course, he eats a punch to the back of the ear. I mean, pretty suspicious if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> I think he knew the script for that fight. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, pr- wait to live at Disco. Um, you know, what's the over here? We're, I'm what's... only seeing
1: the, the juiced over line. But what's, like, the normal over line on that
0: one? I don't see it on BetOnline. It's 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 missing somehow.
1: Well, I think you could get like minus one hundred and fifty, maybe on the over. I think that's not bad. I mean, does go. I mean, he'll take It should shots. be minus
0: one and a half or one and a half, right? No, I,
1: yeah, yeah, one and a half, minus one hundred and fifty. I mean, I'm I like that chitty by decision line though. Potentially plus three hundred and eighty. That's pretty good. Um, you know, that's a good payoff, especially given the over yeah. one and a half is like slightly favored. So. You know, if it goes a little bit later, you know, and like you said, you know, Chitty maybe just starts to shy away from some stuff. You know, we get a twenty nine twenty eight in his favor. You know, you get a big payout there. But I think Chitty's gonna fuck this dude up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, goes the distance though. Plus one eighty eight. I mean, it could look stupid if Chidi just smokes him. But I mean, I'm not impressed by uh, Dushko's finishing ability, and I think Pasic. They're gonna around, be in the Chitty clinch, dude. They're gonna be. Either.
1: They're gonna be hugging here, so. I think anytime dudes are hugging, like the uh goals distance and overs are very live.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of outcomes are on the table here though. Um so but that that cheaty decision line is good and you mentioned plus three eighty on that. Um Next fight, in all seriousness, probably is the highest skill level fight on the car We're looking forward to a few other ones, but skill level wise, this is probably the best co-main event welterweight division. Uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio, Michel Pereira, a couple of uh, fine South American strikers going to be going at it. Minus one forty-two for Pereira, plus one twenty-two for Pons. Uh, we're big fans of Pons uh, on this podcast for sure. Uh, the guy, but you know, at one point was a really high-level fighter. Does seem to be, you know looking on his way out but i mean he's still sh- showing that really uh great foundation of skills that he has even if he is late into his career and maybe past his prime at this point um but uh you know i don't think he's really getting to the point where you need to completely write a moth betting you know it's not like a guy uh who is having bad losses. I mean, he went to a a close decision with, uh, with Jeff Neal. And I mean, he had that great fight versus That got caught versus Jing Liang. So I really don't feel like he's taken bad losses to the point where you're like, Oh, I can't trust this guy anymore, you know? Um, And you're getting plus money on him. uh, And then Pereira, I just feel like, uh, you know, he w- he wins fights he's good at winning fights good at banking rounds but i just feel like he never really impresses me i feel like he always manages to make fights close you know the the filial fight uh he lost round one uh the price fight he lost round three the chaos fight it was a close decision uh people thought it was you know 50 50 going into that decision so i feel like his fights are always close even if he is winning by unanimous decisions so um uh You know, Pereira is a good fighter. I've been wrong about you know doubting the guy in the past, Um, but I feel like uh, if you're looking on a money line side, you got to be leaning towards Ponzinibbio here. I feel like it's going to be a striking fight. Ponzinibbio is not going to be easy to take down when uh, Michelle likes to mix in those takedowns. So I feel like we're just going to be striker versus striker, and I think Pereira will have the speed, the athletic advantage, no doubt. But I still think that Ponzinibbio is the craftier striker and he could really, uh, you know, do some damage to the leg kicks, his jab. I just think he's, uh, you know, the better, you know, technician. And if he's not too far down the hill, Ponzinibbio has got a really good chance here as a dog. So fun fight, good matchmaking. Uh, interested to see your thoughts here, Ozzy.
1: Yeah, I, actually, I love this fight. I I think this is a great, great match fight. I mean, between two guys that, you know, have been, I mean, obviously Pereira has gone on a decent run here after those two dumbass back to back fights. I mean, has. Someone had two more dumb fights than Connolly to the Diego fight. Like, those are just incredible that they went back-to-back there. But the reason I go into this is all of these fights that Pereira's done, except for that Danny Roberts fight, have gone into the third round, right? Like, this guy has been a little, a little bit content. You know, he's fought some guys that are durable, for sure, right? Chaos, Nico Price, Fialo, all of those guys durable. But he's been a little bit more, not point fighter, but his fights have been more dragged out. He's gone to 18 decisions in his 40 fights. Almost half of his fights have gone to decision, right? And that Diego fight would have went to decision if he didn't fucking knee him in the head. And that uh, Zium fight as well, right? So almost half this guy's fights, basically, have gone to, to the decision. Um, and and uh, he always does dumb shit though uh, in those fights. Like you said, he drops rounds. He doesn't. He has good gas tank, but you know, in that last fight against Fiello, you saw Fiello was pressuring him, was trying to pierce him with that jab. But his footwork was just so slow, and he just like wasn't changing up his attack after that great first round. And you know, Pereira was able to get that fight you know easily uh, there at the end. But you know, when I look at Ponzinibbio, yeah, you know, people say that yeah he might be a little bit shot and all that, but I mean, the guy is still landed strikes like he's still landed, landed a ton on um, Baeza. He still landed a ton on Jeff Neal as well. You know, Jeff Neal, the, only, the issue there was I feel like Ponsnavio couldn't get out of the way of uh, many, many strikes. But, you know, Jeff Neal, I've always thought is just different from that left hand side. You know, um, he, he, he offers a pretty interesting attack from there. And, you know, that fight could have gone either way. Like, I was definitely nervous about that. I was on um, Navy Ponsigniv- or excuse me, I was on Jeff Neal there, and he definitely won it in, like, the last, I don't know, maybe, like, minute or, or so there. But it was definitely a close fight, and it showed me that Ponzinivio, he's not all the way gone yet. He can still compete with top 20, top 15, you know, welterweights. And I just feel he's much more consistent. So, you know, early on in the week, I definitely did feel like, you know, that Baeza side, minus 110, was the side but it might be because I'm from New York, but, you know, I'm kind of getting interested in the Ponzi scheme, <laughs> you know, at this uh, point in the week. I, I, I'm I feeling it, man, because, you know, I think he can attack with the, the legs, right? He can offer like that just layered approach that Fialo, you know, let me pull up the stats real quick here. You know, I'm a stat guy, <laughs> but I wanted to see like I, if I remember. Zero kicks, kicks, wasn't Fialo it? Zero kicks? Yeah, he didn't throw any kicks, bro. Zero kicks. Like, how can you do that? Yeah, zero. literally zero kicks and seven body strikes, bro. And uh, and you compare that to um, Pereira. Pereira threw eighty uh, combined leg and body strikes. Like a guy's carving you up, and you're gonna throw like that. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. But Ponzinibbio, he's got good kicks. He does throw the body, um, and he you know he's got a great jab, great lead hand. So I feel like this is gonna be a close fight. Um, I like the dog money now. It's it's getting a little bit bigger. Um, you know, uh, by decision, you know, plus 240 plus 250, but I do think this fight is going to go the distance, man. I, I don't think that Pereira is really going to get Ponzinibbio out of there, but I just have to have the Ponzinibbio side though, just in case Pereira does something stupid and runs into like a hook or a big right cross or even a head kick. Cause Ponzinibbio got head kicks. This is a thing. Ponzinibbio has so much to offer that he hasn't shown all that much, and like people only remember that he lost to Jeff Neal, and people don't only really remember that first round against Baeza. But this guy's down to go to war. He's not, you know, giving up. If even if Pereira has a great first round or what, a second round doesn't matter. The sequencing Ponzinibbio not going away if he's still in that fight, and he could definitely. I would definitely favor him in the third round here, uh, for sure. So I, I like this underdog plus one twenty is my buy point, and I think that he's a solid dog here. Unless Pereira comes out super strong, lands some good strikes, you know, uh, or puts some more intent on the strikes, I think Ponzinibbio here is gonna potentially pull out this underdog win. So, you know, I think I'm gonna play him, but I'm gonna be so mad at myself if, you know, I I lean towards that minus 110 early in the week and you know got a lot of CLV and you know end up flipping and going to the other side. But I think Ponzinibbio is the right side here at plus uh, plus 120 and greater.
0: Yeah, I had one point I was going to follow up on. Oh, yeah, Santiago Ponzinibu got his uh, leg destroyed in round one versus Baeza and still fall through that shit. So Pereira likes to light kick. I feel like Ponzinibu is more equipped his to deal kicks with his light kicks. Yeah, They're uh, and weak he also light gets leg kicked his own. I think didn't Chaos Williams land a lot of leg kicks on him? Yeah, he needed takedowns uh,
1: to beat Chaos Williams, too, guys, remember that. Like, he yeah. didn't outstrike Chaos Williams by a lot. And you saw those wide ass shots that Chaos throws and stuff. So, Ponzembiel is just way more. Um... Calculated, so this is a step up for Pereira. So I do I'm feel have like make the, I
0: do me. feel like the market is, is giving Pons a bit of respect, because you know Pereira is on a four-fight win streak. Pons lost to it of his last three, and the line's still close. So I feel like people are respecting the skill of Pons. But you know, good fight. Uh, you know, good co-main event probably would have been better as a five-round main event. Uh, but you know, the women's quota that gets us to the main event. Holly Holm minus two fifty. Vieira plus two ten. Ozzy, you can start this one off. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, you know. So I mean. Uh, Holly Holm back after I guess almost two years off. You know she destroyed <laughs> Arena Aldana, and I was so glad. Like I was on Holly Holm there, but I just I was just kicking myself the whole time. Like man, like Arena Aldana is like a one-dimensional gu- glove-sniffing kickboxer. She's literally the uh, 135 version of my of, Jennifer. Uh, Mye. Jennifer Mye. Uh, yeah, but just without jujitsu either, you know. So like she, but she, she just sets the gloves. She'll like bob her head side to side, and she'll throw a few good punches. But you know, maybe some MMA math in here, just because you know Aldana knocked out Vieira, but got dominated by Home. But I mean, like Home was like t- tackling her, taking her down, like you know, had had her up against the fence, like something. Like she just destroyed her. Like it was like not like it wasn't even like a like those girls are like in two different classes and will always be like that's like the foil to arena Aldana, kickboxer like that um but you know uh what's her name um Kaitlyn, she hasn't fought a kickboxer like a girl that could head kick you know throw throw a lot of kicks you know out there but i just hate holly home honestly like i hate her as a fighter like she's just so annoying like she does the K- K- katelyn chukagan hee ha hoo shit as well like i hate that fight. shit um but she's she's solid yeah yeah she she wins fights for sure and she has like a clinch game as well so I think that might be difficult for Ketlin Vieira the only thing that is like favorable that I like about Ketlin is that um you know she she has like that experience now of going five rounds from her last fight right I love I love when um you know fighters come off of that you know have like maybe cardio issues and like experience that five round fight and then come off and uh, fight another one because I like there's that's invaluable like you can't really simulate that all that much um but I think this is a live spot. Like, I got to see how Ketlin is dealing with, like, the angles. Like, she hasn't really ever fought a southpaw either. So I need to see how she's dealing with that before I get involved with her at all. But I do kind of like her a little bit here just because if she takes Holly Home down, like, Holly Holm is not getting up. Like, I'm going to guarantee that right now. And I think she could be in big trouble because when she does try to get up, she, like, you know, puts herself in kind of bad positions and stuff like that, and Ketlin's pretty strong on top, and, you know, she could progress position as well, and I think she's been, um, advancing in the, uh, the, you know, ground aspect of, like, utilizing her jujitsu um, against these girls that, you know, don't train traditional jujitsu. if that makes sense, like, the MMA jiu-jitsu area of this is, like, much, much different than, you know, just being, like, a good, you know, uh, grappler overall, uh, so, you know, I'm gonna wait, Live to 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 get in on this, just because I think it could be close early on, and I could have like a very uh, easy tell to me that you know, hey, is worth investing in this at uh at the live number like Jan last week, even though I didn't get enough down on him just after those two rounds and it being such a big number, you know, and how the fight was uh you know uh progressing, I I knew that Jan was a decent side, and I think that could be the case this week, but you know, I I I, I definitely would say. Um, holly holmes aside to probably lean towards now but i can't pay that juice on her for sure you know she she's just not good enough on the ground and she's she's willing to clinch as well so like she could snip on a banana, banana peel get on bottom and you know start getting smashed
0: um yeah i have a pretty bad history of betting uh main events and uh women's 135 um so i don't have enough confidence to really bet in this one I kind of see the line as being, I guess, accurate. I mean, I, I think that the striking is going to be pretty hard for, you know, Vieira to get close. I mean, Holmes' speed advantage or footwork advantage is going to be hard for Vieira. Vieira is kind of like a plotting boxer. You know, she has some decent offense on the feet, but I just feel the the, the speed and the ability of uh, Holmes' footwork is going to be too much for Vieira to, to really track down. Maybe if VR gets real aggressive and, and go and really commits to that takedown, she can get the hurt this fight to the floor and make it interesting. But I mean, outside of really, you know, go committing to those takedowns, you know, emptying her her gas tank possibly to go for those takedowns, I feel like the, the striking is just going to be really one sided here. Home doing her usual thing. Um, in the clinch situations, I think Holm can probably handle herself as well. Um, and, you know, I do agree with Ozzy. Obviously, if, if Holm gets on bottom, it's going to be trouble. Vieira, that's going to be the round for sure. And, you know, Vieira, that, that means all she needs is three takedowns. Three takedowns, that's four or five minutes of top time. That's the fight. While Holm needs to really be perfect for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, not get taken down here. Um, so I guess it is easier for Vieira to win. She needs less to go right for her uh, with just three takedowns, possibly. So I see that angle the plus 210 i'm not interested in betting this one it, it's a terrible fight terrible main event holly holmes 40 years old hasn't fought in in one and a half years you know so who really knows what you know her con- or her uh condition is at this point you know she has been a great athlete historically she gotta, she I gotta cut to- that
1: weight too 40 years old cutting down yeah.
0: at 135 like there's no way she's anywhere close to like
1: that woman is nowhere close to 135 you know what i'm saying like that's a tough cut for her
0: Vieira is big, Viera is big, big too, but fun. she's obviously, yeah. but obviously ten active. years younger. Um, and active, but uh, yeah. yeah, true. She we, she's made the way. Yeah, she's only 32. I mean, and doesn't does she train at Nova União? Does she or is Pedineres in her corner?
1: I don't. I I mean, she was the Nova União, but I don't know, like, if she's training there still, like, probably. But you know, I think like Petanaris is saying, like, he's about to retire or some shit like that. So I don't know what's going on with that camp.
0: And you know, great point, also for your Vieira side, great narrative. Your Vieira beat misha tate you know who didn't be misha tate and that's holly Holm who got choked out um so very very great uh uh argument for Vier there that's enough of this card though uh we're cutting it coming in at just under an hour so we'll wrap this up with our best bet parlay of the week last week tragic tragic shit happened both went down in flames so hopefully Awful. we have a uh, have some better luck here uh, what do you, i haven't really given much thought to this so i'll throw you on the spot what is your best bet parlay of the week
1: yeah man i'm like I don't have that much confidence in any of this stuff this week, but I'm going with Pollyanna Viana. Fuck it. Plus uh, plus one. Give me the plus 115. Don't give me that plus 112 at FanDuel. Give me at least a plus 115 at DraftKings. I'll take that. You know, not that confident, but it was between her, my boy Hooper, or like maybe like Goes a Distance in that park fight. But I'll just go with Viana. But I mean, not not any that I'm very confident in overall.
0: Yeah, I don't really have many confident as well. So I think I'm gonna go with an underdog here, and uh, I think I'll go with a, a prop as well, and it'll be the um, uh, the Almeida knockout prop at uh, you know decent odds, three to one here. I just feel wow. The, I, I feel wow. The value. full
1: best bet fade on 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 Parker Porter
0: brutal i mean it's it's gotta brutal. be done i feel like that i mean you said it you liked it earlier as well no, um and and when i'm not feeling confident about anything i'm not gonna you know force a minus 210 Ian kuda bet or something like that no nah, i'm just i'm just fucking <laughs> uh, I, I mean mine was frank camacho he frank camacho got knocked stiff and then ozzy was like yo that was martian's best bet of the week i was like damn that's a good point <laughs> um <laughs> but uh Viana. Money line and now made a knockout on Fanduel is plus seven forty eight. So you know, big risky action here, both plus money, and uh, you know that's what you got to do on weeks like this. Not a whole lot of a t- intriguing shit. So you know, take some take some stabs, and uh, that'll do it, Ozzy. Uh, I think is there no UFC next week? I think there, no. I think there is, ne- year, not there is next. It's Memorial Day.
1: Week. They always take it off.
0: Oh, okay, okay. No UFC next week. And then we get back on, like, June 4th or something like that. So uh, we'll catch you all in uh, two weeks. Thank you all for listening. Any closing thoughts, Ozzy?
1: No, No closing thoughts on this fight card.
0: <laughs> um. All right, so that's going to do it for this one. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you all enjoy the fight. See you guys in two weeks. Peace out, everyone.